0: Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P. Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today is one of those very important sessions that requires every each and every one of you to listen till the very end. Please do like this video and also consider subscribing to our channel. I have with me today Dr. Subramanian Swami former law, justice and commerce minister and presently a member of the Sabha. We are going to be talking about two topics. One is the importance of Sri Lanka for India's national security and the current developments that are happening in Bangladesh where this is now becoming almost a repeat and the forces that are influencing it. So do stay till the very end. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome the guest of the evening, Dr. Supramanian Swami. Dr. Swami, Namaskar and welcome to P-Guru's channel. Yes. So Dr. Swami, you were in Sri Lanka last week and a lot of things have happened. A lot of things good for Sri Lanka have happened. Like for example, I'm reading that a $500 million aid of some sort has been given by the India to... Loan. 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 To help tied over their fuel crisis Uh, and um, so this was just one part you went there for two things you were you gave a lecture there and you also was a guest at were a guest at uh, the Navratri celebrations hosted by the president and the prime minister's families. Dr. Swami there is a lot that has already been discussed you had a, a fairly you know it was covered very well, I should say. What I am going to ask you, Dr. Swami, is a very specific thing, which perhaps you can shed light on on this channel. Uh, that yeah. is that there is this artificial island that has been officially now signed off by Sri Lanka. And this artificial island gives reminds me of the Scarborough Shoals, which is an area of contention between Philippines and China. And they have actually built up um, a station there. And, and this artificial island, which is just off of the coast of Colombo, is supposed to be managed by a company that is independent. That company is going to pay whichever Sri Lankan is going to come work there uh, in Ramnambi. Sir, I'm, this is all I'm reciting from news reports I read. Please feel okay. free to set me straight. Now, the important thing is that Sri Lanka's jurisdiction does not run on this island. It is going to be a company that I think is going to be managed by uh, China, which means this is East India company and this island will become a listening post. Dr. Swami, do you know how long this has been in the works? And was this perhaps one reason why India was peeped at Sri Lanka? Please set me straight, sir.
1: (laughs) You got the cart before the horse, so to speak. (laughs) It is Indian government's refusal to reschedule the loans which were given by the Indian government to the previous administration. And the um, uh, Rajapaksha, as the Prime Minister, came here. Uh, He had one session with me. He invited me for breakfast. It was one-to-one. It's got nothing to do with the government. But there he told me that he has made a plea that I am, uh, I owe money, uh, the previous government has owed a lot of money to China and they are pushing hard. Uh, in fact, the code word for uh, China now in uh, Colombo amongst the intellectuals is moneylender. They don't refer to it as China but as money lender. sometimes Shylock also. <laughs> so uh, uh, they, they, he came to India. And the Prime Minister said to him, uh, I will ask, uh, uh, Sh- uh, you know, um, um, Jai Shankar to come and, uh, you know, um, settle with you. Now, your Prime Minister talking to a Prime Minister, you don't say I'm going to send an officer. Anyway, Modi is new to diplomacy, so he may have made that mistake. He went back and uh, Jai came, strutted around this condition. What about the Tamils, this, that, all, all, all kinds of irrelevant stuff. And so, it looked as if uh, the Chinese were breathing down his neck uh, he, he, and uh, India was dragging its feet. Uh, he decided that this is what he will do. He will mortgage, uh, a, a, you know, part of the territory. Uh, in in Colombo and in uh, not in uh, Hambantota port itself, but a little beyond and give it to the Chinese as payment for the loan. So um, I think it would be wrong to say that India was cheesed off with uh, Sri Lanka because of this. In fact, uh, Sri Lanka was justifiably cheesed off, uh, but still uh, Rajapaksha told me that after all, we are family and I'm more comfortable with India than any other country in the world. So if that can improve, I'll be happy indeed as the happiest man. And uh, he, he, he held this uh, Navratri program, it was by Tamil priests, uh, pujaris. And uh, I was there. I was asked to address the meeting also. I was the only one besides him who addressed the meeting. And uh, um, he made it very clear that uh, whoever is a Tamil who has nothing to do with the terrorist organizations, he, you know, he's, he will be part of our society. And he has brought in Tamil ministers. Uh, One of them, the fishing minister is a Tamil, Douglas Devanand. And uh, so um, he has done gone very far. It's time for us to deal with Sri Lanka politically. And uh, the first step has been taken after my return. Not I had nothing to do with it, but I think I created such an atmosphere, perhaps
0: uh, uh, sir, they- sir, you're being unassuming, sir. There are people <laughs> who appropriate credit and here you are, you sat somewhere, a fruit fell and you're not saying that you were cause of the fruit falling. Please go ahead, sir. No.
1: well, as long as uh, taking credit was not due, it leads to a improvement in relation Sri Lanka, I'm satisfied. I've got getting credit in so many areas I can do without this if it benefits Sri Lanka. But anyway, now, what I'm saying is, that this is the way to go forward. Reschedule all the loans. Say, don't pay till you have brought your economy back in I can tell you, if we have this kind of an attitude and this attitude is demonstrated over and over again a number of times, China will not be anywhere in that island. The sentiment in uh, Sri Lanka is not that uh, they they prefer China to India. They know what it means. They know how how China, uh, you know, uh, deals. It's a different system. Uh, It's not a democratic system. And uh, they have uh, in other places uh, uh, just gobbled up. So therefore, um, uh, we should take advantage. But we can't humiliate uh, Rajpaksha. He's a very proud man. He's come up the, by his own bootstraps and uh, he hasn't got any of these Scandinavian uh, people coming and, you know, lionizing him as they was doing with, they were doing with the previous government. But he will not tolerate uh, Indian bureaucrats coming and strutting about, saying, do this, do that. I will add this one uh, before I uh, hand it over back to you. This Tamil problem is constantly raised by our uh, bureaucrats. Why? What is the Tamil problem? I want to know. It was a terrorist organization, which was the problem. And they were threat to us. They even assassinated Rajiv Gandhi. And uh, I was told officially that uh, uh, by, uh, by VICO as a representative of Prabhakaran, that they, Prabhakaran had put me on the hit list. Only I said that I also have a hit list and Prabhakaran is number one. So let's see who goes first. And Prabhakaran said, tata, I've said, said tata to him. So that's a different matter. But the Tamil problem was created by the LTT. They killed more Tamil leaders than they killed Sinani leaders. All the democratic leaders like Amrita Lingam and Neelan Taruchalvam and now Yogeshwaran, I can just list them 27 names who these clandestinely, the LTT uh, killed. They also killed other terrorist organizations which were not against India, like uh, Telo. He, he, He completely massacred them. So, therefore, the problem of Tamils is only LTTE. And the second problem is all these left wing and LTT finance people abroad constantly bringing uh, bogus resolutions in the UNHCR, the Human Rights Council, and trying to uh, implicate uh, uh, the, um, try to implicate the Sri Lankan leadership. And that's the only other problem, but that's, you know, uh, it's anyway that UNHCR has no um, enforcing power. So whatever resolution they can have uh, Pass. I I in a jokingly, I told Mr. Bap, Mr. Rajpaksha, throw it in the waste paper basket. If you have something, uh, some basket which you can later on through the basket itself. So therefore, uh, please understand the whatever Mr. Rajpaksha has done is because we have driven him to the wall and for survival, he has done it. Have a large heart and send the people who are politically sensitive to Sri Lanka to deal with Sri Lanka, on any deals, and stop talking about Tamils. Tamils are not your property, and you go on talking about them. Fishermen is another thing. All these in uh, D M K people, they use uh, machine dredgers to finish off the entire shipping of the fish population on our side of the of the medial line in uh, in uh, in the Gulf of Mannar, and there's no fish to fish. So now these poor fishermen who do do small business, they are have to go into the Sri Lankan waters where fish is available and get caught. So you can't say, no, no, you shouldn't catch them. It is their Sri Lankan property. What do you think? They, they are not going to enforce their, uh, their uh, own uh, sovereignty. So I have suggested, uh, because there is a Tamil now who is the shipping minister, that he and I will sit and find some way where for four, five years, we allow the Indian fishermen to come after they have been fully documented. Their names are known. They are known not to be LTT or drug runners, etc. And let them come and fish a certain amount uh, for their uh, survival. And then after in the meantime, the government of India should put in money in a big way and see that fishes all come back to the portion that is. Uh, of the water, which is ours. So this is what I'm saying. Every problem has a solution. And if you have a solution mind, instead of uh, Dadagiri uh, strutting about like a commissars in Sri Lanka, you will get Sri Lanka on your side completely.
0: Uh, Thanks for that uh, uh, clarification, Dr. Swami. So I have a couple of uh, points to add to what you just observed, sir. This dredging is not a dmk problem it's a dmk plus adm if i remember correctly there were people from the admk previous yeah, yeah they also owned these dredgers so essentially they have you know completely sucked dry all the fish yeah. on india's side now this problem also exists further north in i believe andhra pradesh also and and this is a pan coast problem that india needs to address because the fishermen community is a very small community. They are dependent on that fish. And it is, again, a perishable product, sir, I, uh, I'm told. And 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 therefore, you know, we are denying people of their livelihood. And there has to be some sort of an ecological balance. So that was just my uh, two cents addition to what you said, sir. There's a bigger problem that is growing in Sri Lanka ever since that bomb blast. And that is that there is a rage of conversion going on, not just from Hindus to... Muslims, but also from Hindus to Christians. Now, if you take the bigger picture, Buddhists are also Sanatanis and so are the Hindus. Do you see a way that the Hindus and the Buddhists can come together to try and stop this conversion madness, especially in the northern eastern area, like Tirkona Malay area, that is where it is rampant, I'm told. And, And this part has to be again addressed jointly. Sri Lanka may not have the Uh, manpower and the wherewithal to address this. Uh, Have you had a chance to talk to them about this, Dr. Swami?
1: Of course. Uh, What I would tell you is that the previous government had all these Scandinavian countries come here to negotiate a deal between the LTT and and the government. And that is when the missionary activity increased the most. It is never clear to me whether Prabhakaran is a Christian or not a Christian. Uh, I, think
0: uh, huh? I think he died a Christian. I think he died a Christian.
1: I think he died a Christian. That's what people say there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, since he had the name Prabhakaran, I was not sure. So uh, anyway, the issue is it's not important. Uh, Christians, uh, if they are non-converting types, they are yeah. as good as uh, any Hindu. They are. They've built many educational institutions. A lot of good work they have done. But only the problem is this conversion problem. And uh, as far as uh, uh, Sri Lanka today is concerned, because of Rajapaksha, this uh, the conversion is down to a very great minimum, and that is why there is so much campaign abroad that he did. He killed the Tamils, left, right, and centre, and you know he's done genocide, and he should be uh, prosecuted for genocide and so on. So uh, most of the people who are speaking all this abroad are Christian organisations. So I, I, I don't think uh, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a problem. Our Christians are not a serious problem. They are. Wherever the Christians are there uh, and they have foreign missionaries allowed, and they were going to do that because that's how they collect their money back home. So the real problem which she is facing, which she has uh, coped with it in a big way, is the rise of uh, Islamic fundamentalism. There was a church which was blown up. Yes, which large numbers of people have died. So uh, fortunately, when I was here this time, uh, uh, one of our uh, former Janata Party, General Secretary, uh, who is a Muslim, he then went to Sharjah for employment and he's just come back. His uncle uh, came to see me. He's a deputy mayor in a district, and he said that, you know, uh, we have uh, we Christians who have been here for ages in Sri Lanka. They have no interest in all this. It is actually the Pakistanis, the Talibanis, that type of uh, hardliners who come from Pakistan, and Pakistan takes advantage of the fact if there is hostility between India and Sri Lanka. So, if there is a good relationship between India and Sri Lanka, this particular aspect can be taken care of in no time. And uh, are, uh, both Gotabaya, who is now the president, and and uh, Mahinda Rajapaksha, his elder brother, they are tough as nails. And they have demonstrated that on LTT, which nobody else could do. The only terrorist organization which has been completely wiped out as an organization is uh, LTT. And that happened in Sri Lanka. And by the way, uh, with respect to how many people died from the Tamil side, the number of Sinhalese and Sinhalese soldiers who died to get achieve this is extraordinarily large, but they paid it. They haven't made a big propaganda about it. So this is it. Second, you have made a very important point about Buddhism. Buddhism, they, the only thing is they they follow the Hinayana Buddhism, which is the Mahayana early. versus
0: Hinayana. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Maham. Mahayana and uh, Mahayana went to Tibet and China and other places. Yeah, and Japan. Too. But yeah. uh, this, this one uh, came to Sri Lanka and went to Thailand also. They are a little more conservative and hardliners. But uh, if you take a sympathetic attitude, they are the monks are all very much forthcoming. They come to India, by the way, because they say all our uh, Punyasthanams are all in yes. India.
0: yes, so. Yes, uh, yes. Uh,
1: uh, you know, they come to Bihar, they go to the, you know, various parts where the Buddhists uh, have still the stupas and Buddha was uh, where he did his, uh, gave his pravachan, all the, all these factors, uh, bring them to India and they come here because Raj Bhakshar comes here, he goes to Tirupati also. He, you know, he is in that sense, uh, he is part of the, we are sanatana Dharmis. he is a Buddhist And so, together we are Hindus. Hindu, according to the Indian Constitution, Article 25, says Hindu term means Sanatana Dharmis, uh, Buddhists, Sikhs, and Jains. It's there in the Constitution. Nobody has objected to that. That's the definition of Hindu. So, when we say Hindu, we don't mean uh, Sanatana Dharma only, but we include all these religions who are born in India. And they came in as a, uh, as a separate school. And in fact, Buddha today, we regard him as one of our avatars. So it's it's very much a part of our uh, theology. So that uh, method of saying I am and you are the same. And we look the same. Our DNA is the same. And yet, uh, you know, small divisions are, we are blowing it up uh, sky high. And uh, Certainly, I will also say today on record for you that the last election which uh, which uh, Mindda Rajapaksha lost Indian government played Indian government officials, two of them played a major role in uh, hurting him. They financed the uh, party which came to power. they gave uh, satellite TVs so that uh, satellite phone so they could oh, yeah. confidentially um, uh, speak, and they did many other things, including, uh, uh, you know, stir up the uh, Tamil sentiment. So uh, we uh, we have to, therefore, uh, know that many of the things that people uh, speak against Jana Rajapaksha is something that we triggered him to do.
0: Thank you, sir. Um, I, I just wanted to, uh, you know, reiterate that, you know, uh, as, as a family, you know, I don't think any Sanatani is against somebody will, you know, deliberately or willfully converting themselves into Christianity or any other religion. It is when they are coerced or when they are tried to, you know, bribe, get bribed for money. Yeah, that's Whatever right. that is the problem. Need, nobody ab- obstructs anybody for, you know, if you want to get married yeah. or if you want to change on your own. Hey, go ahead. Because yeah. in in Sanatana Dharma, sir, there is a yoga that is specifically for a single God, where you say, okay, I only worship this God. You can apply that and say under Sanatana Dharma, you can still be a, a Christian or a Muslim because then you say that this is my concept of God is only this. So there is a very broad canvas. So that's what I think we're all trying to say. Don't do it for fourth. You know that, That's where, uh, because this, this starts leading into more things as we are going to talk about uh, sir, if you are done with Sri Lanka,
1: I'd like to cast our gaze. No, no, I have uh, one additional Please. comment. Okay. Please. First of all, by the way, uh, we can say that we accept Muslims and Christians also as uh, paths to God. But Christians and Muslims uh, don't accept there's any other it's path except their own yes. path. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's a problem there. The Christians also should become more Muslims will take a long time. But culturally, Christians and Muslims can become. Like us, like all of us, uh, I mean, you know, we, we can celebrate their uh, 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 you know, um, all those uh, things that they um, hold holy. We can also do that uh, with them. So, uh, the point I want to make actually is this that the strategic nature of Sri Lanka is crucial. First of all, the trade that passes through Malacca, if there is a strong navy sitting in uh, Sri Lanka, it's going to be very difficult for it to pass. If Indonesia and India and India get together, they can block Malacca Strait. No ship can go. About 80% of the Chinese foreign trade goes through Malacca Strait. And if you like Suez Canal, we start putting, uh, you have to pay something to go through, uh, through the Malacca Strait. There's nothing the Chinese can do because if we are on one side, the Indonesians on the other side. Uh, Indonesians are not enamored of the Chinese and uh, they also nowadays increasingly talking about their connections to their Hindu heritage. And so this is one. Now if in addition, Sri Lanka also joins, then the question of, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, supplies and the question of rest and recuperation and uh, and the Sri Lankans' contribution in terms of battleships and so on to ma- to monitor the whole place, it will be enormous. So that will be one great control we have over the Chinese, that you can't go through the west to your trade from your eastern coast to Europe unless you do a little bit of salam for us, number one. Number two, the Chinese had worked on the principle of string of pearls. They, you know, they identified pearls right from uh, one side of uh, Indian Peninsula to the other side. And the crucial for that was Sri Lanka. Now Sri Lanka so far has not agreed to be part of the string of pearls. And then the Chinese attempt to have the string of pearls to surround India and suffocate India, that would fail. So S- Sri Lanka is very crucial uh, strategically uh, for this. And uh, finally, uh, if you look at uh, the various islands that are there in the Indian Ocean, the obvious place uh, is Sri Lanka for uh, for launching your ships, Seychelles. Uh, and Mauritius. So uh, Mauritius and uh, Sri Lanka on our side, almost all, all, all almost there. It's only Seychelles that we have to uh, deal with. Then India becomes a, a great naval power. And with India having the third largest GDP in the world, and we get our act together and some of our leaders learn some economics and, you know, apply it uh, instead of, uh, you know, having uh, no... Clue as to how to uh, uh, frame economic policy, we our economy will boom in no time because the potential is enormous. Then you can see that as uh, Ch- uh, Sri Lanka, us and us, Maldives, Maldives also will be with us in case Sri Lanka comes with us. Uh, we have shown the Indian Ocean strategically with us. This is why Sri Lanka is so important.
0: Um, dr swami um, you've uh, mentioned a very important point that india needs to also assert itself uh, as as a naval power and uh, malacca straits uh, monitoring that is one way and and i think this has been mentioned a fair number of times uh, thus far and and the indian government does not say or put out whatever it is thinking um, however now uh, somebody else is forcing their hand and that's how i see the recent outbreak of uh, clashes. I wouldn't say clashes. This is actually wanton killing uh, or, or attempted trying to uh, commit genocide of the 8% Hindus in Bangladesh. And and this has taken some horrific proportions. And the information that I am getting, Dr. Swami, from people who are in Bangladesh is that um, the Taliban, as well as the ISIS, have now got a fair number of people entrenched there. And for the Prime Minister of Bangladesh to say that whatever is happening in Bangladesh is a reaction of what they see, the Bangladesh see happening in India is plain falsehood. You can't, you know, is, is the, the Prime Minister of Bangladesh saying that they have no idea that there has been so much infiltration? And the funding for that is apparently coming from Pakistan and China. It's a breaking India force.
1: Correct. First of all, I'd like to say, which I will not normally say, but I am because I like you, so I'm going to say uh, that, uh, or I, that I trust you, so therefore I'm going to say uh, Hasina is the last of the rational Muslim leadership of Bangladesh. Unfortunately, She's been under pressure because our opponent has been uh, constantly saying that this this is an Hinduized woman. She is not really a Muslim. And uh, she's, you know, allowing temples to come up. She's allowing uh, uh, all kinds of festivals to be celebrated. And so she has been put on the defensive. And uh, then this propaganda that uh, bjp has come to power and therefore all muslims are being slaughtered and all this western propaganda and pakistan provide that is also uh, you know uh, created a problem now after the tough talk of indian people not of indian government um the uh, home minister of the, uh, uh asina's cabinet has said that this uh, attack on the uh, on the durga puja uh, uh, pandal was by foreigners and not by bangladeshis okay now uh, how much of that is true how much of that is uh, you know what, uh, doesn't tell the whole story those are the other parts but the fact is that now they are distancing themselves uh, earlier on in the beginning hasina uh, um, said uh, please see that there are no reactions in India because that will only make it worse here. I mean, that's <laughs> a funny way to uh, uh, to to address a problem. Uh, there will be reaction if you have uh, if you take, if you butcher Hindus. There is going to be a reaction, and this reaction is not new. In 1949 November, Sardar Patel went and addressed a public meeting in Calcutta when there had been massive riots against the Hindus in, in what was then East Pakistan and now known as Bangladesh. And butchering of Hindus were taking place and they were doing nothing. So he said in the, uh, uh, on the platform, I want to tell the Pakistani leadership, you put an end to this. And if you can't, then we will come and put an end to it. Next day, the whole thing stopped. Because they know that if we use decide to use our army, that East Pakistan, uh, you know, would have no chance. So I'm saying that the people, this may strengthen, she may not say it, Asina may not say it, but it may strengthen her, saying that please don't do it because the Indians will come in. And uh, uh, she can use that as a weapon against uh, these hardliners. At the moment, she has been on the defensive. We have to empower her to be strong in dealing with these people and tell her that we are standing behind her if she goes that way. That is the only way we can restore it. And Indians howling, screaming about it is a very good thing. Our people are saying, no, 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 government will take it. No, no, government is not going to take it. Government is looking... Uh, in many areas, including Kashmir, in a weak way, you see. So, consequently, we have to ensure that Hasina is not totally isolated by our disappointment with our ability uh, to deal with these extremists who are coming from Pakistan and butchering our Hindus.
0: Sir, in, in one of my Hangouts, I had suggested, and this is, I think, again, your thinking, sir, based on that, that perhaps there is a way that this can be worked out by doing a population exchange and in, in also uh, for India to get some uh, land because there are so many Bangladeshis that have made their way into India, uh, ah. 71 and so on. So Good I have, the, uh, yeah, sir, I have put one suggestion, sir, the area called the city of Malda in West Bengal and uh, Sillet, they're all almost in the same latitude, more or less. So if, if India can be given the land above that, that helps <laughs> India to try and get around this chicken's neck problem. Also, the, the, the Hindus that are there, they can do a like-for-like like replacement with the people who are in that area so that there is a feeling that, okay, I'm not losing anything, but at least I can live in relative peace and security because right now that is a huge challenge you know, yeah. we we will will all you know this is a new cycle world, sir. After two days, something else will come, we will forget. And the same people will come back and rear their ugly because it is not in the general in the genes of a Sanatani to take up arms. This is this is the problem. I mean, this is and they're being exploited to the hilt. So yeah. my, my my question to you, Dr. Swami, is uh, you know, many people say that it should have been done at the time of uh, partition. Well, it's too late now. That's water under the <laughs> bridge. But there has to be some way that India has to be compensated for the amount of Bangladeshis that it has now in yeah. its midst. So what are your thoughts, sir? Is this a workable solution? I mean, can the Babu sit together and say, okay, this is how we're going to come <laughs> up with the parameters and, and make this happen? What are your thoughts, sir?
1: I will put your thoughts in different language.
0: Sure.
1: When we partitioned India, it was originally decided in the debate, if you read the debates of the House of Commons, I think starting from June and uh, uh, culminating around the middle of July. The constant refrain of uh, MPs who spoke and one or two ministers who spoke was we are going to create a Hindu India and a Muslim Pakistan. Now, uh, after the partition bill was passed by the House of Commons, Ambedkar said, Let's have an exchange of population. Nehru ran it down, said, Nah, nothing doing. Those Muslims who want to stay in India are free to stay in India. All right, uh, those Muslims who wanted to stay in India stayed in India, whether they liked India or not, and I'm not going to go into that because there are many Indians who liked India but co- could not come. Uh, Khan Gav- Abdul Ghaffar Khan or Pathans. The Pathans wanted to be part of India. But, uh, you know, the British decided that they will be cut off. Now, uh, I put it this way. The idea of partition of India into India and Pakistan, of which now one part is being called Bangladesh, was that those Muslims who don't want to stay in India, they need land. Therefore, we are creating Pakistan, which now includes Bangladesh. If the same Muslims now decide that they don't want to live in Bangladesh and are coming out to India. Then, referring back to the 1947 decision, it is only fair that Bangladesh should uh, compensate us by giving the amount of land from their country, which is uh, proportional to the density in Bangladesh. And I have done this analysis much earlier than uh, what you have just now uh, brought to the notice of the public. And It's a very good thing you have done it. That that presentation, I think, they have 25 25 uh, percent uh, of the Muslims in, uh, in Northeast is now actually has come from Bangladesh. So if you take away 25 25 uh, percent, the I, and particularly because what you said about chicken neck, the northern part, then the line you have drawn is about 25 uh, gives you 25 percent of the land. And that makes it easier for us to go to Assam. You don't have this chicken egg problem. You know, the Chinese uh, attempt to uh, well, have built a road now from Tibet, on the along the borders of Sikkim, with the help of uh, Bhutan, into right into Bagdogra. Any time the Chinese can come by that road and cut, and Assam will be cut off from India. So therefore, today. I am uh, saying that, yes, we have to tell Bangladesh either you take back your people or uh, give us compensation in form of the land because originally we gave, we parted, we partitioned India on the understanding that those Muslims who don't want to live with Hindus, we will partition India and give you land so that they, you can live there. And if after you uh, are doing this, you you come and cause a double jeopardy problem for us, uh, these Muslims of of, of Bangladesh, for example, decide to come to India, then that is a nullification of the uh, principles we adopted in the partition of India. And therefore, a portion of Bangladesh should be handed to back to India, saying that uh, our people have come in that proportion and this is our compensation or return to that land. So, in these terms, uh, I'm saying more or less what you said, but in different language, uh, this is what we need to do. I think we have lost uh, Ramesh, I mean, uh, uh, technical issue. Sir is facing. (laughs) Okay, then we can conclude. Ah, there he is back. His photo is back in this. Yes, sir, I'm back. Okay, so uh, did you hear any of what I said?
0: Um, I, I just barely. Yeah, I, so I,
1: I'm was... only saying that I have put it in different language. <clears throat> Our commitment was to give land for those Muslims who don't want to stay in India.
0: Right.
1: So by uh, by corollary, those uh, uh, once those Muslims who went away from India decide to come back, back, then we <laughs> have <laughs> we to be given. We have to be given back the land in proportion to the number that has come back. And that is today what you have drawn in the map. Yes,
0: sir. And um, the, the fact that uh, India will have a better, uh, uh, you know, guard, defense against uh, an aggressor such as China. All the more reason why the region needs to work together. I hope something of this nature happens, Dr. Swami. Uh, although you know we know that our uh, your governments don't say much, but maybe something is cooking in the kitchen. I'm not privy to that. Certainly, I don't know if you probably know. Uh, I know that something somewhere... of the kind is. If we are not willing to say that the Chinese
1: have come to Ladakh, how do you expect us the, them to do this also?
0: so true sir but but they have india is in good company mr biden also doesn't want to name china now so that's okay he has no common border
1: and they are not sitting in any part of the united states that's true that's true that's true (laughs) Uh,
0: so dr swami i think um, we can uh, uh, perhaps conclude now Uh, if you have anything in terms of like how you would like to see this forward we can do that and then we can call it a call Program,
1: no, I think you see. Let us understand one thing: India is uh, <clears throat> second largest population in the world. Probably they may already have become first because the growth rate in uh, of population in India has been faster than that of China because of their one child per family uh, thing, which now they are giving up. So, we may be the largest population, or at least, or we are very close to being this largest population. The second, if, if at all there is any competition in that, that is China, which is the largest population. Second, GDP measured not by the way our idiots are doing it, but by purchasing power parity. The third largest GDP, even today, is that of India, and we have been so. For the last fifteen years, and uh, uh, we uh, can easily overtake China also, but that doesn't matter. We, we are, that's a future matter. But we are the f- the first three, amongst the first three. First three amongst population. Uh, first is China, then is India, and then the United States. GDP. First is United States, then China. Maybe China is ahead of, uh, uh, but I, I unless I teach, see Chinese data and see what prices they have used and all, I, I I can't be sure. But I would say, therefore, for the time being, the first is United States, second is China, third is India. Territory-wise, also, India is not the third largest, but it is very close to the third largest. And uh, if we get a little piece of Bangladesh, will be the third largest. So uh, mm-hmm. India is a natural global power. The global equi- uh, equilibrium can come through a triangular situation. At the situa- the earlier situation of India and uh, United States and USSR uh, was bilateral. Uh, two powers, uh, equilibrium, now is United States and China. Is being portrayed that way. So too, but the real stable way is if there's a triangular relationship, then India, China, United States being assertive global powers, not this uh, feeble uh, yes sir wearing suit boot like the Western uh, uh, waiters uh, and uh, you know all the time running to the west anytime they call you for a meeting. This uh, not this slavish mentality. Mentality of a superpower, and there we are potentially qualified to be, and that is what we need to do. And in that, smaller countries should be treated so well that they want to be with you. If a country like Nepal, which was called the only Hindu kingdom in the world today, has gone to the other extreme, it's our fault. The fact that Bhutan, which has been Which had delegated their entire foreign policy to India for all these years, 70, after um, 74 years of our independence, uh, uh, 69 years, the Bhutanese have given away their uh, right to uh, foreign policy and said India will do whatever India's foreign policy is our foreign policy. Now that's gone. They've given, they are now collaborating with the Chinese. So we need to do a lot to get back to a position where we are considered as a world power. And we should start with Sri Lanka because and show that we can be friends. A big country won't send all these bureaucrats to strut around like cocks there and uh, 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 make them feel equal. And uh, they, they, will, they will respond with 10 times what uh, affection we show them and see their difficulties, address them so that they know that India is a country which will come to your help if you're in difficulty that uh, and, uh, and instead of that kind of reformulation of India is necessary for the kind of things you want to do to be able to put China in its place and tell the United States we can be friends, but we can't be junior partners.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Swami, And that's it for now. And do tune in. There is another interview of Dr. Swami that is going to air at 9.30 PM IST in about 45 minutes from now. And uh, there will be people who will be giving you the link for that one. And Dr. Swami, thank you so much for taking time from your valuable schedule to talk to us. And we will be again, uh, you know, back two weeks from now and on a new topic. Namaskar.
1: Yes. Incidentally, that's an interview in Sri Lanka, OK?
0: Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, it is a, a Sri Lanka interview that was taken in, by a journalist in Sri Lanka when you were there. Yes, sir. Yes, OK. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thank yes, sir. you very much.